the Doncaster Rovers podcast from the Doncaster Free Press. Welcome to the latest episode of Doncaster, the Doncaster Rovers podcast from the Doncaster Free Press. Welcoming you back after a bit of a break. Apologies for the uh, lack of updates on this one reason or another. We've uh, we've not really kept up to up to speed with. Uh, with things uh, on this format but we're back after a 2-2 draw between Doncaster Rovers and Burton Albion and a bit of a slog Peter <laughs> to say the least uh, Rovers were just outplayed today uh, in my opinion uh, really from start to finish there were some uh, isolated attacks and towards the end of the game they got into the game more but uh, Burton came with a plan they carried it out uh, to the letter it worked and they'll be going home uh, feeling, you know, what do we have to do to win? Yeah, Nigel Clough's uh, comments after the game, very much two points drops from his perspective and also kind of bemoaning a, a lack of ability to take chances from his side, particularly over the first half an hour uh, when when they were in control quite uh, quite easily, really, at that point in time. Uh, and again, in contrast to that, Darren Moore's, comments after the game a point one yeah no Darren Moore was very uh, fair about it and uh, he said he you know he felt that his team had got away with a point today uh, more or less and and I think he was dead right um, I'm, I'm not so sure about what Nigel Clough was saying I, I do get his point and, and you've got to have sympathy in a sense with him if you were a neutral that uh, they didn't come away with all three points because they enjoyed a vast amount of possession vast amount of territorial advantage did far more of the attacking uh, in, in my opinion but in in that first half did they have all that many chances I, I don't know I think Rovers probably had the better of the chances in the first half the, uh, yeah. their keeper seemed to have more to do um, yeah um, I agree and 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 when all said and done for all the attacking that uh, Burton did and they did a heck of a lot and, and played some really good stuff at the end of the day the two goals came from really disastrous uh, mistakes by Rovers in their own penalty area a lot of, in fact you could probably say all four goals fortuitous in a way for uh, for, for both sides um, yeah so Burton took the lead fantastic finish from uh, David Templeton it uh, was from but... the uh, corner of the box curled it into the far top corner but Rovers not really covering himself in glory in the build up to that no, because they couldn't clear the ball out of defence. I'm not quite sure what happened and who was involved. Just to interject at this point, uh, there was a problem with the audio for this little section of the podcast where we were just discussing uh, Burton's opening goal. Um, so I'll just quickly take you through that. Uh, as Peter mentioned, uh, they're just uh, dallying on the ball in the box. We always played a few ridiculously short passes that put him under so much pressure in the end Ben Sheaf tries to pass sort of sideways out of the box plays it straight to David Templeton who curls a wonderful effort into the far top corner uh, and then Rovers they were level with just uh, three minutes later um, amazingly really given the uh, sort of the pattern of the game at that point but Rovers hit back straight away um, James Coppinger gets the ball um, inside the box in some space, uh, cuts onto his right foot, curls for the far corner, fine save from uh, Kieran O'Hara in the Burton goal, but it goes to um, Brad Halliday, 
cuts it back to John Taylor. His strike, again, a fantastic save from O'Hara, sort of clawing it off his line. Again, sends it back to John Taylor, who slams in. And uh, Rovers are level, and really from there for the rest of the half, they... Uh, they have uh, they have a good good give a good account of themselves. Probably the best best bit they do, as because simply they stop trying to play these short passes out from the back and mix it up a little bit and, and just make Burton unsure of what Rovers are going to do for the, for the first time in the game really. As we rejoin the original audio, Peter's discussing uh, James Coppinger and the the impact that he ha- he has. It wasn't it, it wasn't blistering throughout the game, but. In telling moments, um, he was uh, he was a very important player. Just that ability to to slow play down and to a bit of composure when Rovers need it the most. So I will hand you back to the original audio uh, recorded on Saturday. Thank you. Especially in the second half, when he really tried his best to get Rovers going again, um, he's just worth worth his weight in gold. Yes, and he played a big part in the, the second equaliser. That came after, obviously, Burton went back in front. Uh, a bit of a calamitous uh, one from Rovers' perspective, playing out from the back. Um, yeah. As I said, we'll touch on that shortly, that particular issue. But Donovan Daniels caught in possession, and as he tries to right himself, concedes a foul on Joe Sabara. Penalty, well dispatched by Lucas Aikens, Burton back in front. In fairness, I mean... Senny Diang played Daniels into trouble because there was a man on him which I think he was unaware of, he shouldn't have been. It was a complete mess up by both of them and they've been living dangerously with this all day and just um, just couldn't seem to get themselves out of the habit of, uh, of, of, of this sort of suicidal defending. No, it was... The, the problem for me was the fact that they just could not, they just never really rectified it until it was too late. Um, I mean, they did towards the end of the first yeah. half. It, it, it was good because, you know, they sometimes Rovers had four players around the penalty area for the goal kick, waiting uh, to re- try and receive the ball short from Senna Dieng, which meant that Burton had to put four players up against them. And that left. Rovers able just to boot the ball upfield and, and have a chance of a breakaway attack, which they did on two or three occasions uh, towards the end of the half. But then, you know, they reverted to type early doors second half, and and uh, and, and it proved costly. But but then again, uh, how long was that? It was 53 minutes when the penalty went in. Four minutes later, uh, Rovers have equalised. Now I think it was an own goal, but you might have a different idea. It's a great ball by James Coppinger again oh, to send uh, sadly a racing away down the middle. Yeah, sadly a races away. Uh, Polk's a shot which uh, the Burton keeper is rushed out. He blocked it pretty well, but the ball comes up uh, and hits either sadly or um, Kieran Wa- Wallace. Kieran Wallace, not hundred percent sure. I think we've got different views. I, I saw the initial replay on the big screen and thought it was sadly, but we'll, we'll probably wait and see on the highlights later tonight. Um, but yeah, ball trickles into the back of the net. Rovers are level, and again, it, before the kind of impact of going behinds really had, had taken effect, the, the level and, and not really having to deal with with that. But kind of from there, Burton had a good stretch where I think they were probably as dominant as what they'd been through mm. most of the game. don't know whether you agree. I think there was a moment, was it that in the first half, when um, when uh, Taylor hit the uh, bar from a, from a free, free kick, kick and, yeah. and they were a bit unlucky there because 
he could easily have bounced back off the goalkeeper's back and into the net, but yeah. he managed to recover and save that. And then right at the end of the game, Rovers did apply some pressure, last five, ten minutes or so, and, and, and they had the last shot in the match, which uh, came from Ben Whiteman, who, who was hobbling a bit in the, in the second half, although Darren Moore seemed to think he, he'd be OK, and it was just a knot which he can uh, shake off uh, this week. Uh, he had a shot towards the end, which had the goalkeeper dive in to save in what was the last effort of the match. But overall today, not a great performance by Rovers. Good in, in, uh, from the point of view that they managed to battle their way back and get away with a point. But uh, if I was Nigel Clough, I'd be going away shaking my head thinking, you know, what, what have we got to do to win a game? The big talking point, and it, and it certainly drew a lot of frustration from the stands. And I know I've had my comments about sort of people being frustrated at the chemo, and, and I justified that is, but I think it actually was today. The persistence with playing out from the back when they were up against an opposition team that were determined to stop them from doing so. Um, and it went on for far too long, as we've touched upon. Um, mm. Senna Dieng very comfortable in possession as we've said likes them short passes out back to the 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 two center halves or ben whiteman or ben shifu drop deep but burton had got rovers sussed from from the start and um did a very good job in closing them down and made it very difficult for them to play out of the back played themselves into trouble so many times the penalty was obviously the big the big one that will be highlighted but that 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 was just one particular example mm. there were several um, I asked Darren Moore afterwards if he wanted his team to mix it up uh, and be able to read that and he said that is something that they've got to work on and felt that they, they looked a lot more comfortable when they did go long a little bit more and he said he's got Kwame Thomas there to go long to uh, but again this is another time when uh, they've come up against an opposition who've got a game plan and a game plan to shut them down and they've not convinced uh, Rovers haven't the, mm. it was so many parallels with the, the defeat at Oxford, um, which Blackpool uh, game at uh, home the Blackpool well. game at home, Portsmouth to a certain extent. When a team comes and does their homework on Rovers, and and that's their main focus, their primary focus is stopping Rovers from playing. Rovers have a real, real tough task in in actually managing to impose themselves on a game as they would have they been allowed to play, and that's probably the for me the biggest concern. What three months into the season that. Are they too easy to figure out? Are they too easy to stop? Well, I mean, I, I put that to, to Darren Moore afterwards and he gave one of his uh, sort of endearing smiles and, and said that, <laughs> you know, they can uh, mix it up and uh, and they do have a plan B and, you know, if they have to knock it long, they knock it long sometimes. But I, I think what happens is, and I've noticed this before, over the years with different managers, you know, Sometimes players try to play uh, literally to what the manager wants them to and, and not think for themselves and, 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 and not change it when they need to and persist with playing uh, to, to, to what is a game plan in a sense, playing out from the back uh, when, when they'd be better off you know, mixing it up a little bit. And as I say, they did do that, but, but not often enough. And it's all about decision-making and at times they made the wrong decisions, but... They got away with a point in the end when they could easily have come away uh, red-faced and uh, with nothing. Yes, I think that's the thing. And, and obviously, we still remember everything, and it keeps being brought up to, uh, now and again that they are a work in progress, and we'll, we'll hopefully see 
the sort of better of them. I think they've certainly got to learn from today. Yeah. Uh, Darren Moore said that himself, uh, and you hope that they do so, uh, and we don't see kind of what we saw today go on for as long as it did. That that kind of persistence we're playing out from the back. Um, clearly, the manager doesn't want them to do that when the uh, the uh, when it's not going so well. So we'll see what happens there. Another point to note today: a debut for Rakesh Bingham, uh, signed yeah. on Friday. Um, yeah, biggish lad, um, got some pace. He played more or less out wide on, on the right uh, up front when he when he did come on. And, and Kwame Thomas, who I must say stuck to his task today, despite getting battered uh, about the place, uh, he, he really tried to keep going uh, down down the middle for Rovers. And uh, then Bingham came on and didn't seem for very long very hard to, to to assess him but he has got a bit of pace about him he, he did one good thing uh, really good early on when he took a pass I think from Coppinger and and played it right into the middle a, re- a really good ball uh, which they probably should have done better with uh, so we'll have to sort of wait and see uh, how he does but he does give uh, Rovers a different outlet and that's what they need. So Niall Ennis has picked up another injury. He didn't sound too convinced that he'd be ready for next weekend. No. Uh, did Darren Moore. We know he keeps his cards firmly close to his chest on injuries, but he didn't sound too optimistic that uh, Ennis would be available for the cup game at Wimbledon. So we'll see on that one. But there are attacking options. Harrison Myring, of course, he's signed as well. Uh, the young trialist who we've seen a couple of times for the under-23s. I like uh, the look of him. I, I, do, I do too. I do well, too. When I've seen him play in the under-23s, he's, he's, a, he's a big lad who's got some pace. He's, he's only 18 years old. He's raw. He can get in behind and uh, he could turn out to be anything. I think that's a really good signing. We'll, we'll wait and see how he develops. Yeah, we'll see how he develops. I'm sure he'll be playing on... Uh, yeah. On, uh, on Tuesday when the development squad have a, have a game. Uh, uh, but yeah so we're <laughs> just having a bit of confusing time when we're driving here uh, but um, yes so we will be back potentially you'll be back uh, next week after sure. Wimbledon you don't seem so sure not at the sure. minute but it's, it's a long day for me we will aim and endeavour a word that Darren Moore likes a lot to get this podcast out after game each game as we were doing earlier in the season apologies again for the uh, lack of updates but there are plenty of updates on the Free Press website as we speak on today's game there will be plenty throughout the weekend and into next week and then we start building towards the uh, FA Cup game nice to be back Peter thank you very much and uh, I'll speak to you again very soon well done